Good afternoon, Sticky Learning Lunches. Just waiting for the last couple of people to arrive. Looking forward to doing this session today. Good afternoon, just waiting for people to get in. Good afternoon, Claire, good to see you. Colin, great to see you again, thanks for being here. Fabienne, wonderful to see you again. Gareth, splendid. Laura and Tim, thanks for being here. Just what, giving to give it 30 seconds. As always, just as I'm having a mouthful of tea, before we dive into this, make sure we've got our phones up. Let's make sure our phones are on flight mode. Cancel out the distractions. Give yourselves 100% attention right now. Just going to give it 30 seconds. Question for those that are already here. What is, we've been in lockdown for what, 11 weeks, 12 weeks now? It feels like a long time. Maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating that. Firstly, how long have you been in lockdown for? And secondly, what's the strangest, randomest thing that you've actually, you know, learned to do or, or put your time into doing while you've had all this extra time? Let me know in the questions box or the chat box. How long have you been in lockdown for? What's the strangest thing that you, or the newest thing that you've been learning to do since you've had the, all this extra time to play with, just as we're waiting for the people to arrive? Let me know in the questions box. And I'll share with you my new project in just a moment. Completely unwork related, sort of. Good, last few people just arriving. Focus on them, the colleagues always focusing on them. All right, pens in pockets, ready to go. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter. Excited to be here again. Been doing this for six weeks, I think I worked out earlier, just over six weeks now we've been delivering these lunchtime learning, these micro learnings to give you ideas that's gonna help you be the best version of you in what you do right now and prepare you for the return to work, whatever that might look like over the coming weeks and days and weeks. <sighs> Welcome to this sticky lunch. So for those that don't know or may be new to Making Business Matter, MBM is the home of Sticky Learning. We are the leadership development and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industry. And I just wanna share some core ideas just to help you push your concepts and thinking forward. One of the most valuable things that we do at MBM is we make learning stick. And what does that mean for HR professionals and, and L&D professionals and, and leaders out there? is the way that we deliver our training, make sure that the training and the learning is embedded and stays there and is getting used. Too many training providers go in one day, deliver a piece of content and then exit. And then maybe they do kind of their, their evaluation sheets, or maybe they have a bit of a conversation a couple of months time, but they don't go back and revisit or address or support or tweak and adjust that content as those learning experiences start to adapt and evolve in the live environment. So 
at making business matter. The way that we structure our learning and development is all about making sure that these new skills, these new ideas and these new concepts stay in, get used and create results. From one of these, you know, the elements of, of what we're doing here, right at the beginning of this situation in lockdown, we went through a model called mindset. And it was all about your mindset and, and how you're dealing with certain elements of the lockdown situation. And what we're doing today is we're coming back to revisit some of the core elements in there, just to make sure you're refreshing and, and keeping that thinking evolving about how you're interacting with this current circumstance, how you're making the most of it, how you're adapting to the new working world that we're in. And this session is about coming back to that, doing the revisit, doing the redress on it, and making sure that we're recalibrating and pushing it forward. So what does mindset stand for? Well, the first part of mindset is about manage. It's about managing yourself uh, and managing what you do and how you're working on a daily basis. Bear with me, my laptop has just decided to do something a little bit peculiar. And it's about having routines. It's about how you manage yourself in the process of what we're doing. One of the key things I wanted to talk to you about today and just remind you in this first part is making sure that you have a to-do list and also making sure that you have a to-don't list. Because it's really easy when we're in isolation, which is the other part of the mindset model, it's really easy that we start to lose focus on things. We don't want to get involved in new projects and we may still be feeling that now. Um, we may be challenged by um, certain situations, our work, home life balance, and whether we're homeschooling or how that's working. And because of some of these things, we get thrown off kilter, off, off balance, and our routine starts to get taken, it takes a bit of a knock. How many people here have a really robust routine? On a scale of one to 10, one being terrible, 10 being phenomenal, what is your daily routine like right now? Let's see what we've got. So 10 weeks, 10 weeks in lockdown so far, leading teams and keeping them around up from a distance, absolutely. It's a, it's a skill set in itself. Hmm. Good. So morning routine, seven some days, three on others. That's good. I like that there's a varying there. You know, a couple of other sevens coming in. What's the thing? Question here, you know, going into, into, the, into the group. What's the thing then that really knocks your daily routine off? What's, you know, what really... Um, really take you know uh, knocks your attention and really kind of throws the whole day out for you what are the things that made that happen got an average of 8.5 surprises unplanned events good so it's the ad hoc stuff the curveballs that come in the routine and establishing that routine is making sure that we have the break it's making sure that we have the to-do list. So we know what we need to do tomorrow. We know what we're starting. We know when we start the day, we give ourselves 10, 15 minutes at the beginning of the day just to go back over the things that we know we need to do and making sure we're documenting them. Also going back in there and, and like I say, having that to-do list and having the to-don't list and making sure you're putting things on there that you are guaranteed that you're going to say no to. Because the question from me to you is, if you say yes to them, what are you actually saying no to? This makes sense. 
If you say yes to the things that you know that are not going to be productive, that are going to hold you back or cause a problem, if you say yes to those things, what are you actually saying no to? To think about that for a moment. When we look at the things like surprises and events, if we go back to that Brian Tracy analogy, which is about eat the frog, and for some of you that may have heard this phrase before, do eat the frog. Why? Because it's probably the most repulsive, disgusting thing you can think about today. Ooh, eating a frog, that's disgusting, I'm not doing it. The idea comes from though, when you do your to-do list, what is the most difficult thing on that list? What is the thing that you are procrastinating about? What is the thing that you're trying to avoid doing and wish someone else would do? And in truth, if you're working from home and you're on your own, no one else is going to do it. So what you need to do is make sure that you eat the frog first. Get your to-do list, get your to-don't list, see what the most difficult thing is, challenging thing that you need to get done first on that list and get it done. Because then what happens is when the surprise comes in, when the unplanned event comes in, you are guaranteed to still feel success because you did the difficult thing that's still not weighing down on you. The idea is that when we end the day, we don't feel like Atlas. I'm not sure if it was the Greek or Roman God with the whole world on our shoulders being weighed down. In truth, you know, potentially it's just a giant frog. We just need to chop it up into small bite-sized chunks and just eat it. Hope this is useful. To-do list, to-don't list, eat your frogs. This is the first part I wanted to go back over with you, just to help you deal with some of those surprises. The second thing I wanted to get in there was around structure. So the, the, one of the biggest challenges that we have in isolation is going through the guilt. Part of it is we suddenly feel guilty because we've got all this spare time and then so we're going to do more work and then we feel like we're going into overwhelm and doing too much and we go back and we're not sure. So we're going busy, 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 freedom, freedom, freedom. And we're still going through little waves of that depending on the projects, et cetera, that we're working on. So it's really important that we are taking time to breathe and, and we're structuring our day. Again, this comes back to that routine. Where are you taking your breaks and how are you looking after yourself? One of the things we talked about yesterday was setting up accountability sessions with each other. So maybe if you're working on a certain project, if it's with a person or if you just want to get some work done, is setting up the, the timer. You can do Pomodoro online for 20, 25 minutes. You do some work and then have a break. Two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, get up, stretch, move, then go back into the work. When you're doing this with an accountability buddy, it might be that you have them on an open Zoom link or Skype line and just have a chat with each other at 25. What did you achieve? What did you find? Oh, I got this done. Just to have those regular check-ins so that you can set yourself an agenda and have someone hold you to account on that. And this is about making sure you have that structure in place to keep the thinking in the right direction. The other part I wanted to talk about, which was from the mindset model, was actually around the deliverables. What sort of conversations are you having right now with your leaders in your teams and the leaders you're reporting to? And what's the strength of those conversations? How understanding are people being when you're talking about when you're going to deliver on projects, when you're going to respond to those emails? Yes or no, who's had a conversation with their leaders or with their leader to kind of set some expectations around when they will get responses to emails or when certain projects will be done? Yes or no? Got one coming in. 
Good. So I've got a few yeses coming in. Good to see you, Stuart. Yes, but goalposts keep flexing. Absolutely. It's super important we understand this because the landscape is changing. When we're looking at our deliverables, yes, you know, it's fantastic. Um, you know, we're having those conversations. People know when they when we expect they're going to answer us. Maybe they're homeschooling, so maybe we send an email. We don't get a response for four hours because that's the new world. Uh, and we're also adjusting what those business objectives are. In the deliverable side of things, having that conversation and working out what actually is critical. What is it we need to be focusing on? How is this going to help us right now? Is this going to help the business grow, the team evolve, um, and secure us and support us in the outcome of this, or not? And really having that idea about, okay, working with your team and saying, okay, is this critical? Is this urgent? Is this important? And if it isn't, and if it's not moving the team or the business in the right direction, just park it. Have those conversations with the individuals in your team. Make sure they're included in the dynamic of the conversation that's going on so they can see what's changing for them. Because when you talk about, you know, these goalposts keep moving, if you're playing football, what's going to be the most frustrating thing is if the goal actually either gets smaller, bigger, goes further away, or keep, you know, what do I shoot at? What do I aim at? And it's the same for your team. Actually, if they're making the decisions of what's going to be worked on, they're going to be included in the conversation. They're going to be included in the outcomes uh, and where the business is going. And then you can ask them, okay, so what's the situation? Or also can ask them, what's the situation at home? How, you know, how, are, you going to, how are you going to work? How's working changing in your environment now? When are you going to be able to respond? When will you be doing your work? Is it going to be later at night, earlier in the morning? And as leaders and business people, it's about connecting with those people and helping them to work in the best possible way for them and supporting their new approach and their new dynamic so they can give you the best possible results. So the three concepts you know is make sure you've got the routine. Is there a structure in the place? To do's, to don'ts, frogs. Um, also looking at you know, overworking, how are we feeling about what we're doing? And also making sure, one of the key elements we looked in the mindset model is making sure that you've got time for yourself in your own creative pursuits. In, you, know, you may find that actually because you're working at home, you are going to be more focused and get more work done. And some people are finding this. They're actually getting five days worth of work done in three days. And they're wondering what they were doing with the other two days while they were in the office previously. Mostly talking around the printer. But that's a conversation for another day is making sure that we know we, we're taking the time to keep ourselves energized. We're taking the time to get creative with our own thinking, work on our own projects. Well, because working on your own projects is gonna help you to get some of the stuff out of here onto paper, which creates more space for other ideas to come into or come in for you. And they may be related to your own projects or work projects or two of those things coming together. Who here has heard of hackathons? Who here has heard of a, of a hackathon? Yes, no, no. A few yeses and a few noes. Well, the idea, my understanding of a hackathon is you're able to work on your own project. So a lot of businesses do this. Um, John Lewis, I believe, openly advocated that one day a month, you could spend training on your own, on anything you like. It could be wicker work, it could be um, fruit and red veg growing, it could be anything, but you have that one day you know, focus on your own personal development. 
because you enable your, your amazing to happen is two ideas converge. Here's my work life, and here's all, all my other ideas going. And actually, if we create a space where people can spend a day of their work time just working on a creative project, it helps them to be more enthusiastic about the other stuff they're doing here. But what you find is as those two ideas kind of brush up against each other, you end up with a third idea. And some of these projects here end up getting taken on by the business. Some of these become viable product projects or products or um, ideas and concepts which actually go back into the business and help the business flourish in different ways. So it's about creating the time for yourself to be creative and to stimulate new ideas. And if we have the opportunity with, in businesses is we create these spaces where people can collaborate on stuff that seems like it's unrelated. But as you kind of, you know, those two, those two separate entities um, and not together, the third object gets created as we start to transfer and relate different ideas together. Didn't expect to mention that. I hope that's been useful. I wanted to give you 20 minutes or about 20 minutes of just some reminders, some key elements to be thinking about that's going to help strengthen what you're doing. What's been useful from today's session? What have you taken away from the last 18 minutes or so that's useful to keep the mind focused on where you're going today? Let's see what's coming up. What's been useful? To don'ts, absolutely. Remember, what you know, by saying yes to those things, what are you actually saying no to? Everyone's loving the to, the to don'ts. It's hard to say as well, by the way, <laughs> the to don't list. Good. Remember to do the most difficult things first and they absolutely Tim. Frogs, eat the frogs. I think, I believe it's the world's largest frog, weighs in at around about 3.3 kilos and stands approximately four feet tall. On its hind legs, not as in kind of when it's squatting down, that'd be horrendous. Um, motivate ourselves with, uh, with personal projects that stimulate creativity and, and, and energize, absolutely. Yeah, it's, when we're doing our day jobs, you know, 98% of the time we're like, just do, 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 we know, and we feel like we're chained to our desk and we don't have time to stimulate, especially when we're working from home as well. We don't have all those conversations that may be the beneficial conversations we need. It's about understanding that there are things that you can be doing that kind of just interest you, rabbit holes. And being mindful of, you know, watching you know, rubbish on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, well, actually, what I did, what, what's, you know, what's interesting me? How do I want, you know, what else can I get involved in? And like I say, what you have is you have seemingly unrelated ideas. And when you dive into it, it's like, oh, actually, that, that starts to make sense. I can use that and apply that here. Let me give you a strange example. I'm currently watching videos in my spare time um, about breakdancing and body popping. It would seem unrelated. Uh, when you look at my martial arts history, then there is, there is an element of dance in the martial arts that I used to study. But now as I'm starting to study some of these, the, the footwork and the movements that go with this, one, yes, I can combine it with my Kung Fu the, and martial arts I'm doing now. At the same time, though, if I'm talking on stage or training, it just enables me to coordinate my body in a different kind of way. And you know, I think about where I'm moving my hands and what I'm doing. So what I do is I start to bring this, what seems like a separate, you know, two separate ideas. 
I start to understand my, my physical mechanics and movement so that when I'm presenting, I use my body in a different way. And I start to think about rhythms and flow and use of language that helps me to get my point across. I hope this makes sense. So it's, it's look at those things and do things that are fun and, and that are kind of make you happy. Um, and you'll start to see how those ideas converge based on what your philosophy on the world is and what your values are. And through everything that you do, there will be a golden thread of philosophy that runs through all of those elements as to why you why they stimulate you and why they excite you. Good. Ribbit. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> what questions have you got me for me today that are going to help to support your current working from home situation as well as your returning to work if that's also happening at this point in time what questions have you got for me that i can help with or support you with right now that's going to help you deliver great work right now what questions have you got for me Could well be long questions. I'm just giving it a moment for those to come in. While those questions come in, tomorrow's session, we are starting to get into negotiation tomorrow. So we are starting to look at negotiation tactics, strategies, and mindsets that are going to help you enter into conversations in a different kind of way. The link for tomorrow's session is in the chat box. We'll come up in just a moment. If you haven't registered for tomorrow's session, now is the time to click on that link and make sure you're with me tomorrow, live in the room at one o'clock. It is something I'm passionate about from an, an emotional point of view. Darren and I have been working on this fairly closely. I talk about the emotions of negotiation and, and how we interact with people. Uh, and Darren and, and, and Andy and the team here at MBM, and we have a structure of the way that we approach certain negotiations and certain conversations. So we're going to bring those two best parts of those ideas, get the emotional content as well as the structural idea, uh, and bring them together for the next three days looking at negotiation skills. So we've got the link down there for tomorrow's session to register. Also, and I haven't talked about these for a while, maybe since you know, the end of last week, is the coaching cards. If you have not gone and had a look or purchased your copy of the coaching cards, the link is going to be available in the chat box as well. We have everything there from category management, time management, leadership skills, grow coaching model, mental health conversations, all in a selection of coaching cards, whatever is appropriate to you to support you having those really you know, robust, strong conversations. There is a set of questions in each of those decks of cards that is just going to help you to enter that conversation really cleanly in a different kind of way and get even better results as a result of those questions that you are asking. So again, the links for those in the chat box as well. I haven't had any questions come through. Oh, as I said that, one appeared, as if by magic. How to adapt to this way of working long-term? I'm pretty sure that this working from home style will be for a long time. Longer than a long time. It is, gonna, it is the reality. There is no returning back. Three predictions that I've made um, and in certain conversations is will be the fate or is sorry the failure of certain businesses for not adapting to this. One of the key things that I predict that some businesses will attempt or you know will do is they will think everything everything's gone back to normal. 
COVID 19's over, right? Everyone back to the office, we're turning homework and off, everyone back in. And what you'll see is for some people that works and for some people that doesn't. And on certain projects it works and on some projects it doesn't. So there's going to be a amount of time where each individual actually does work from home. And there's going to be a certain amount of time where maybe you're rotating desks, et cetera, for the next few weeks or whatever months where people come to the office. But it's not going to be all or nothing. You know, it's going to be a mixture of those things. And that mix is going to be different for different people based on their personality traits, their personality styles, uh, and how they think. Um, and getting in, you know, in, there's going to be an individual conversation. And part of that is going to then be the strategy and the planning to make it work. When do you have your team meetings? When do you have project meetings? When and how do you have your one-to-ones? And actually on the other side of that, as I'm saying it, it gives you more freedom to actually go and see people where they live and work or you know, local to them. Do you want to have your one-to-one at Costa rather than the staff canteen? What, you know, what doors is this open for you? So what you need to be looking at is, okay, well, how do I make sure that I'm bringing the people in the right at the right time together? And then also facilitating other people's wants and needs. So it's going to be individual conversations with each person in your team. Great, we find out what each of the individuals does. And then as a, you know, as a leader of a team, what is the kind of the collective expectation that you need to set for them to help work with you? Like I say, when is the team meeting? When are the project meetings? Okay, when do we bring people together and how do we make sure those people work? And there's going to be a certain level of self-management as well. So if people are working on different projects and Bob's in the office and Jenny isn't, and Bob said, well, I thought Jenny was going to be here. Well, that's not your responsibility to manage that. Your responsibility is to make sure that Bob is checking his diary or Bob is making sure he's doing the planning. Okay, you do that part. And it's for those people to then self-manage and make sure those collaborations happen in the best way. And if they don't, then flex, which is exactly what we did, you know, you know, 10, 11 weeks ago, flex our style with the technologies that we've got to make sure that conversation still happens. But this is the new normal. No, or pretty, pretty close to the new normal. And like I say, the, the businesses will fail when they attempt to put people back into the office um, and start monitoring uh, um, based on the number of hours that you're sat at your desk rather than the results you're generating for the business. Richard Branson was you know, fairly wise in this when he gave the unlimited holiday thing. As long as your projects are done, you can take as much holiday as you like. And for that, you know, is, is, is wise thinking, especially in the new world we're moving to. Hope that's helpful, Gareth. Let me know if it is or if there's anything else you want to bring up. I'm happy to continue that dialogue. Thank you, Gareth. Uh, like your dancing videos, hindsight is brilliant and you can see other uses like balance when delivering. Yeah, absolutely. I need to ask myself more why and then preempt these links. Just a random set of thoughts. Sorry. But it is. It's see what interests you. When you understand what your values are and you understand what it is you bring to a conversation or a situation and you understand what your um, what it is you contribute at a, a deep level, a genetic level, you can then understand that you can link certain things. Well, why is that interesting? Why is that interesting to me? And when I do that, how, how is that enabling me to display my values more, you know, more often than not? So if I look at three of my distinct skill sets, one is coaching, leadership development. Two, martial arts. Three is gardening. 
So I have these three separate kind of pots of areas, but in each one, it enables me to demonstrate my skills and my values and the way that I think. I garden very differently. Um, I you know when I'm teaching and working in martial arts, you know, I'm, I'm applying challenge mentally and physically. And when I'm coaching and doing leadership, I'm, you know, I'm sharing ideas that are pushing people's buttons to help them take them up another level. So when we see that thing we want to dive into, go into it, but apply your values and apply your thinking and your desires and drives into it to see, and then extract all the good stuff out of it. Um, be a, a magpie of thinking, you know, you go for the shiniest objects and incorporate that into what you're doing. So then it just takes your, what takes what it is you're doing in a slightly different direction to the next person. And it creates that unique superpower, that USP. And normally it's the kind of unique selling point or unique selling proposition. For me, it's a unique superpower. But that only comes from experience, uh, collaboration and, and amalgamation of ideas. We are at 128. If, you know, what other questions have you got? And if you haven't got any, I'm also okay with that. So if you just put no in the chat box or the question box, say no, you haven't got any more questions. And if you do have any, fire them in there because I'm happy to answer them. I hope this has been useful. None from Tim, thank you. I hope this has been useful just to give you that, again, that recalibration of thinking to, uh, to help you focus what you're, what you're doing on a daily basis to support the working from home and make it even stronger. USP, that's a good one. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Stuart. Everyone's got one. Unfortunately, 95% of the world are actually in denial that they have. None from me. Find these sessions very useful. Sarah, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and, and to share with you. Thank you very much. Everyone, have a wonderful rest of your day. Absolutely. It is sunny here in Hastings. Get outside, get some fresh air, reinvigorate your thinking. I'm just about to open the window. Um, I'm currently growing a pineapple on the window ledge uh, from a cutting. I told you I'm doing strange things that I haven't done before. Um, open the window, get some fresh air, get yourself outside, re recharge your batteries, uh, you know, spend some time with the family just to reconnect with them and make sure you're invigorating your brain so that when you come back after your lunch, it's even better and it's even stronger. Have a wonderful day. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for negotiation skills.